Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TMS Fantasy. Welcome in the TSS Fantasy. Once again, we are here for another great episode. It is the Dallas Cowboys episode. How about them Cowboys? That's right. It is Big D in the session in this uh, episode. And um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get it cracking. Commissioner Cooper will be jumping in a little bit later on, but I'm gonna start it off with you guys, and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about what we've got at TSS. Obviously, you know we are doing. Our, our show on your league. That's right. We are going to have a show that is on your league for $5 per owner. We will just give you, we will bring you in and we will make it completely fun for you guys. We will bring you in for interviews. We will talk to winners. We will talk to the losers of the week. We will go through all that. It'll be completely centered around your league, and it'll be 30 minutes where you can have a league recap every single week of the season leading up to your championship. Because who doesn't want their own ESPN on their own league? And that's why we are the fantasy show of the people, because we are delivering cool stuff for the people. We are also doing a Justin Jefferson jersey signed, and it is going to be a giveaway. We're doing it through YouTube. You subscribe to our YouTube channel. Send us a screenshot. You get in one entry. If you subscribe to any of our other social medias, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, TikTok, you get an extra entry into that drawing, and uh, it is going until 4th of July because why not give away? something big that's right i got it right here and that's right there's the signature so we're gonna make your fourth of july's a little bit better or at least one of you guys is a little bit better with that justin jefferson jersey and as always um we want to thank our sponsors pardon me underdog fantasy canna dips killer jerky Thank you guys for sponsoring us. Thank you guys for supporting us. And, you know, here we go. How about them cowboys? Let me just, let me just show you. Jimmy Johnson pumped out. I don't mean to put a damper on it. No, 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 no. But you understand, we do have one game left to play. Hey, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Every single one of you. I mean, I'm, and I'm not just talking about these last 60 minutes. I'm talking about the quarterback schools, the mini camp, the off-season, the training camp, down in Austin when it was hot and you were tired. Everybody, you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! 
Now, that is such a pumping up moment right there. But the worst part about that is that happened in Candlestick. And you all know I'm a 49ers fan, so that hurt my heart a little bit. But anyways, guys, I'm going to get Dr. Miller in here. And we are going to talk about a percent to the bench for the Dallas Cowboys. So stay tuned. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. The doctor is in concluding our NFC East tour right here in Dallas, Texas, where everything is big, I guess. Whatever. All right. Let's welcome you in, Dr. Miller. Appreciate you being here. Very glad to wrap up the NFC East with you, my friend. Yes, sir. Indeed. And supposed America's team, but we don't call them that on this show. We have another America's team that that deserves uh, that praise. All right. Let's get on. We're going to talk about Dak Prescott. Now, not a lot of injuries last year. Um, start of camp, a little bit of a strained shoulder, had a little bit of a calf strain in week six, um, but stayed relatively healthy after the big injury the season prior. So let's start with the QB, the big QB in the big state, percent to the bench for Dak Prescott. Yeah, there's been a little bit more recently on him. So, you know, you mentioned 22, the gruesome ankle fracture dislocation, and then you mentioned the, the right calf strain this past season. But just recently in the offseason, he had non-throwing left shoulder surgery. And it was just a cleanup. Doesn't appear to be anything remarkable. And again, it's on his non-throwing shoulder. So certainly is less concerning than if it was something on his right arm. Um, But following that, he said, and again, I said this on our last show. He said, this is the healthiest I've been in a long, long time. I'm fully healthy, 100% healthy. So if you ask Dak Prescott, he's healthy. And I want (laughs) to highlight that. You know, there were some lingering concerns, I think, last season. How's the ankle going to do? But it looks like it did well. And he's a mature quarterback. He's developed a year of confidence in this reconstructed ankle. I feel good about Dak having a better season this year than last year. We're going to go 20% to the bench for Dak Prescott. Nice. 20% to the bench. Loss of Amari Cooper could dial things down a bit for him, maybe making him a little more mobile. Uh, but let's talk about another guy that could assist him with that. Michael Gallup tore his ACL the week 17. When are we going to see Michael Gallup on the field? And what is his percent to the bench? So some of the early reports on Michael Gallup, I, I didn't really understand. You know, he was <laughs> first criticized for not having surgery soon enough. He, he sustained the ACL tear on January 2nd. And he ended up in early February having surgical repair, the reconstruction. And I just want to highlight to everybody wondering out there, you know, why so long? It really wasn't that long. It's not unusual to wait up to six weeks status post ACL tear to do the repair. Problem is if there is still a lot of injury related swelling and inflammation in there, the repair doesn't tend to do as well. So those couple of weeks that we were waiting certainly wasn't alarming to me. And I imagine the the medical team there was looking at that swelling in his knee. Um, Now, early on, second thing I thought was bonkers about this was people, including Gallup himself, was saying that week one was the goal. I'm thinking, you know, February surgery and we're going to go week one. Um, I'm going to say that's overly ambitious. Some reports are saying he's going to miss two to three games. I think it's more realistic. He's out till October, and that might be ambitious. So he's not going to be an immediate impact player. It's likely starting the season on the IR. And so for him, we're going to say 90 to 95% to the bench, but really this is 90 to 95% starting on the bench. In my opinion, do not draft. This may be a wasted pick. As you're talking, I'm logging into tssfantasy.com. Make sure you go check out our rankings because Michael Gallup just went down on my rankings. That is for sure. All right, let's go to the guy who likes to eat up when he gets the first downs, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you know, again, he's had some injuries last year, knee, ribs, knee contusion, partially torn PCL as well. That was week 11. Uh, let's talk about Zeke and his percent to the bench. Got nothing left to say. You got it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, last season notwithstanding, Zeke's been a relatively durable back over his career. 
Now he is 26 years old. He's entering his seventh season. So he's not a young guy. And by running back standards, he's, he's starting to tip the scale into that over the hill age. Um, but in January, we found out that he played a lot of last season on that partially torn PCL. So likely a grade two sprain. And this can take weeks or months of rest to fully recover without surgery. So symptoms of that include pain, swelling, feelings of instability. So his subpar performance last year is not all that surprising, knowing now that he was playing on a partial tear of his posterior cruciate ligament. Now that he's had some time to rest, I think he's going to have a better year. We're going to do 20% to the bench for Zeke. 20%? Might not even matter with Tony Pollard right behind him on that depth chart, really screaming for time. Um, so we'll see. You know, they, a lot of the Dallas fans and um, you hear a lot of the pundits say the offense works better with Tony Pollard in, um, which is kind of crazy to say, as good as a uh, back Zeke is. So we shall see. But it sounds like from you, he's going to be healthy. So sounds like a good gamble nonetheless. All right, Dr. Miller, we appreciate you. We're closing out the NFC East. Next week, we go to the AFC East, my favorite division, where we talk about America's team, the real America's team, the Miami Dolphins. Let's close it out from Dallas. Dr. Miller, thank you so much for joining us. See you next time, Commissioner. Awesome segment by the doctor. Um, And now I am joined by our two guests, Mario Herrera from Talking With The Boys, and we also have Ricky Rorick. Guys, thank you for joining me today. How's it going today? Let's start with you, Mario. How's it going today, man? I uh, just want to say thanks for having us on, Justin. It's going good. Um, here streaming, talking about the Cowboys. It's a good day. Any day you can talk about the Cowboys, it's a good day. Ah, there you go. I love it. I love it. Ricky, I'm sure you can concur with that one. Absolutely. I can talk Cowboys all day long, every day. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're going to get it kicked off a little bit. Um, I'm going to pass around the idea of who's your favorite game on the schedule and what do you think, looking at the schedule, the Dallas Cowboys record is going to be? I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, my favorite game on the schedule right now is the rematch with Tampa. Once again, starting your week with Tampa, you get a – I believe it's a Sunday night game against Tampa, week one. Boom, right out the gates. You can kind of rewrite what history was last year when you had that comeback and you almost did it, but you couldn't get it going. Um, you know, I also love the Thanksgiving game. I mean, you gotta love a Thanksgiving game when you know it's gonna be like that inner rival. You're like, oh man, you know, they got the Giants, interdivisional matchup. Um, then, you know, there's obviously, you know, at the end of the season, that's the one I'm really looking at because I'm like, Washington Commanders, Dallas Cowboys. You know, Dallas has a good chance of winning this division, but the Commanders at that point have a good chance of maybe getting into that playoff fold. Kind of like what happened last year where Philly was kind of rising at the end. Maybe the Commanders are rising this time and need that win to get into the fold. Um Guys, tell me what your favorite matchup is. We'll start off with you this time, Ricky. Tell me what your favorite matchup is, and what do you think this record is going to be for them this year? Um, <clears throat> so uh, definitely that week one matchup. Uh, not my favorite, but I do agree that's going to be a big one. Um, I do think we take this one this time. They, they're still without Godwin, and I think uh, losing Sue there to stop the run a little bit in the interior D-line is going to be – different for them um we're home this time so i think that's a big one uh week five and six i think for us is our big one i really want to see how we go against the rams um i think that's a that's a very big matchup even if we can if that can end up being a game like tampa bay last year even if we end up losing it i think that's going to really show how our uh, season's going to go and then uh, week six, back-to-back uh, against the Eagles in Philly, I think that's going to be a huge one. Um, again, I think they, uh, they've they gotten a lot better this year, on paper at least. If they put it together, I think they can be a big challenge to us for a division winner. Um, and lastly, I, I have two more, actually. Um, week 10 at Packers. Cowboys can never get past Aaron Rodgers. And uh, this year – 
without Devontae Adams and whatnot, I think we can finally get over the hump there. Um, and so I'm, I'm hoping we can finally beat Packers. And a, a big matchup, I, I think, uh, as well as week 13 against the Colts. Uh, for some reason, I, I think that's a, that's a tough matchup. I, it's not, that's a very different matchup for us. Uh, I, th- I think that's going to be different. I think Matt Ryan going there is a, a big, uh, helpful hump over uh, Carson Wentz there last year. Jonathan Taylor's uh, established himself as a very good back. They've got some good receivers, obviously a great defense, great offensive line. So that that's one of the ones I have circled too that I think are going to be a, a big matchup. So. Yeah, I liked how you talked about, you know, some of the bigger matchups that, you know, don't really have all the pizzazz behind them, but they mean a lot in the NFC, right? The Rams, yeah, they're the Super Bowl champions. Like, you got to kind of test your medal against them, right? You got to see where you stand as far as that goes, because that's your that's your gateway to the Super Bowl right there. Um also, the Packers, a lot of teams now are thinking the Packers are a little bit on the weaker side. Still got Aaron Rodgers, still got, you know, invested in the defense on um, with their picks. So there's definitely room for people to kind of for teams to kind of move in on the, the Packers hold on one of those NFC playoff spots. Even in the division, you think you look at Minnesota, some teams, you know, Detroit starting to build. Right. There's a lot of uh, wiggle room there now. But. One that I was really interested in, the Colts, because the Colts are always one of those teams that, like, it's always kind of like they've been, like, one of the best-kept secrets in the NFL. Like, they always kind of make it into the playoffs, and, like, they, they do good. Like, even last year, you know, missing the playoffs, but they were still 9-8. and eight. They were still right there at the end. Now they got Jonathan Taylor, who, you know, in some ways is, like, the new Zeke. I mean, he's coming in. He's running people over. He's out running people down the field. He's breaking these 90-yard uh, runs down there. So, yeah, I, I mean, I really like those ones. Um, I'm always interested in watching a good <laughs> NFC showdown. That's because I know that one of those teams is going to take an L. Maybe the 49ers will sneak in there. <laughs> but, uh, Mario, uh, what games are you really looking forward to, my man? And well, uh, Ricky hit the nail on the head. You know, there's there's a lot of Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Show your good side to the world and get rewarded. Become a plasma donor at Griffles and receive up to $800 your first month. You'll help save the lives of millions of patients. Learn more at GrifflesPlasma.com. Good games to watch for the Cowboys in 2022. You know, they got five primetime games. Um, in the first five weeks, they're playing three teams that were either have won the Super Bowl or were in the Super Bowl in the past two seasons. With the Bucks week one, anytime you go against Tom Brady, that's going to be a good game. He's 6-0 and against Dallas. Does he go 7-0? and He's going to be 6-1. and Does Dallas finally get him? We'll have to find out. And um, I, I really wish that those games with uh, Tampa, Cincinnati, and L.A. Rams weren't so early in the season because Cowboys got a lot of new faces, um, including the Gallup injury. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be full strength. So it, it, it might be a, a precursor to the playoffs later, right? It might be a completely mm-hmm. different matchup. You know, if they, meet in, if they meet in the playoffs and we look back towards the first few weeks of the season – I don't think you're going to be able to compare those two matchups very well. But one of the most exciting games for me, I think, is probably going to be week two with Joe Cool against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Um, that'll, be a home, that'll be a home game. Um, I really want to see what Joe Burrow can come in, you know, in, in, into Dallas, see what he can do there with all the weapons that he has with Chase and Higgins um, and uh, Tyler Boyd and, and Mixon in the backfield. Um, I do think one of the most important matchups I think is one that I really have circled is that Christmas Eve game with Philadelphia because that's week 17. Um, That could decide the division. Um, The Eagles are vastly improved. 
They added A.J. Brown to the offense. Jalen Hurts has got a, a, another offseason under his belt, see if he can improve. Um, they really beefed up the defense. Um, they got Slay on the outside, and then and then they went ahead and, and added James Bradbury. Right, He's had a couple unfortunate seasons this past couple of seasons, but he is a good corner. Um, he was all pro at once. Um, they added Jordan Davis to clog up the middle alongside Fletcher Cox on that defensive line. It's going to be mm-hmm. tough sledding trying to run the ball, especially with a rookie, a left guard, and a center in Tyler Biotish that has shown a propensity to get forklifted back into the backfield. Um, that might be might have to be a Dak Prescott game when they go against the Eagles. Um, they might have to rely on his arm very much. So I, I'm circling that game. I'm also circling the Thanksgiving game. I'm so glad it's the Giants because we should win because I'm so tired of my Thanksgiving meal being ruined the past two seasons. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot eat after watching these guys play, man. This past season against the Raiders, I was pulling my hair out. And, and you know. They, they've got to move them up to, like, the, the 830 slot so everybody can eat their stuff and then get disappointed afterwards. Exactly, man. <laughs> if I'm be disappointed, I want to be disappointed with dessert, not the main course. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Disappointment goes a lot better with a, a nice slice of apple pie, right? And a little bit of rum, too. <laughs> so, uh, and I like how you pointed out that Colts game because um, that, that um, interdivisional matchup always seems to be kind of tricky. Um, I don't think anybody expected the Colts um, a couple years ago to beat Dallas. I think it was like 20 to 3 or something like that. They just came out and stomped on us. Darius Leonard was all over the place. Um, we couldn't get anything going on offense. Um, another big one that I'm circling, probably this is probably number three on my list, is that home game against the Houston Texans because that, that I-35 matchup, man, they, you know, Dallas versus Houston. Here, here in Texas, if you're a Houston fan, most of the time, you just hate Dallas, right? And I know a lot of Houston fans that used to be Dallas fans and jumped off when Houston came into the league, and all of a sudden they just hate Dallas. Like, they can't stand them. And I'm like, where, where are you getting this from? So that's always a good rivalry. Houston got us the last time. That was the DeAndre Hopkins triple spin game in overtime. So I'm really <laughs> anxious to see what, what Dallas can – Houston coming into Dallas, and, uh, and that, that should be a good matchup between the two. That sounds a lot like a San Francisco and Chargers rivalry. I'm like, I, I don't hate you. Like, why why do you hate me, but I don't hate you? <laughs> it, it, um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be an awesome game, too, because it's always, like, underrated those, you know, those state games. You know what I mean? Like, it almost has that college football feel to it sometimes when you're like, oh, yeah, this we're going to represent the state of Texas. And Texas is such a big state for football anyways, right? So yeah. it, it really comes down to, you know, even if Houston – you know, loses their entire season and wins that one game. I know Dallas fans are never going to live that down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, guys. So give me your overall records. Like what do you, you're looking at the schedule. Um, I I would not be shocked if one of you said 16 and 0, but let's be realistic here, boys. (laughs) Or 17 and 0, I'm sorry. (laughs) But um, yeah, I just, just give me your shout out. What do you think that they can do? Um, obviously, division title is probably well within reach there. Um, yeah, just give me a ballpark of where you think they can win. You know, maybe like yeah, eight to ten, eight to twelve. Uh, I actually have Dallas going twelve and five this season, and I, I think they finish off the season strong. Um, they only lose one game after their bye. I actually, have them losing that Colts game for some reason. Uh, they just seem to have our number. Maybe it's Matt Eberflus over there uh, was in Dallas for several years as a linebackers coach, and maybe he's got he knows our tendencies, or or I'm not sure. So uh, I have us losing uh, five games, I believe. Uh, I have us losing to Tampa, the Rams, um, splitting with Philly. Uh, that would make three. A loss to the Colts, and then I think I I think I have us losing at the Packers. So we just Aaron Rodgers is a uh, nemesis man we just can't get over the hump with that guy well well you'll be happy Iberflus is now in Chicago where he will attempt that's right to bring <laughs> Chicago back to relevance <laughs> good luck Matt Iberflus 
Hopefully it's not a rest in peace to your uh, head coaching career. <laughs> but uh, Ricky, uh, tell me, what do you, what do you think of this record's going to look like, man? So we actually play Matt uh, week eight against the Bears. So we'll be seeing them there. I, I agree. I'm, I'm in the 12, five, 13, four range. Uh, I actually do think we take the Bucks week one this year. I, I just have this feeling. I, I like the fact that we're home. Um, I think McCarthy's kind of really coaching this year to kind of he he knows his job's kind of on the line. Um, yeah. So I think he's he's hopefully tweaking it a little bit. I think a lot's going to rely on Kellen Moore, his play calling. Um, I, I I do think we take that week one. Uh, the Bengals is going to be tough. Uh, like I, I, the Colts, I think they're going to get us. I, I hope not, but I think so. Um, Packers hit or miss. I, I kind of think we're going to end up taking them this year for once. Um, and then, yeah, definitely splitting with the Eagles. That's going to be very tough. Um, I'm not positive if we'll win home or away on that one. Uh, it's We we usually always swap it. So we'll beat them in their home, and they'll beat us in our home. Uh, so that will ruin my Christmas if so. Uh, and <laughs> well, then, what what uh, happened last year? They beat you at home or away? Uh, last year we swept them. Last year, no, yeah, we Dallas, swept them last year. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas went six and zero division last season. We we, hey, we put go. up like forty six points in the first half against them. So, uh, it, yeah, we 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 killed the Eagles last year. But again, I think they got better on all levels. If Hertz can if Hertz can play at least decent, he'll they'll end up uh they'll end up doing really well. I believe. But yeah, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that twelve and five, thirteen and four range, bearing any injuries, of course, to Dak or so, or any offensive linemen. Um, I do think uh, we're gonna use more of Zeke and Pollard together. Uh, so I'm just hoping play calling's better, and I think that's gonna be really what uh, what causes our success or failure is play calling. So. Nice, nice. I, I like it a lot. And I like that you guys are coming out confident with the, the Tampa Bay game. Because I look at Tampa Bay and, you know, outside of it being Tom Brady and Dak Prescott, you know, there being a difference there as far as experience-wise, you know, it's it's like two teams marrying each other. Like, you guys both have kind of the same problems. You know what I mean? Like, you guys have really good defenses, but you have glaring holes in some spots. And then you have – you both have a injured receiver – you both kind of have tight end issues right now with Dalton Schultz kind of holding out and Gronk doing his thing. You know, it's kind of two teams that are really mirroring each other. And I, I look at that and I'm like, you know, that's one of those situations where it could literally be a coin toss how that game goes. And if that game goes well for you guys, you start off with a bang. You know, maybe you carry that momentum into the Bengals game and then you continue it after that. But anyways, guys. We are going to go to a quick commercial break from our boys at Underdog, and then when we come back, I'm going to put your guys' knowledge to the test with a quick game of trivia. Hell hey. yeah. Hayden, we <laughs> love fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game, yet still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So we at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. See you put them up. Reach the skies and the stars up above because it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. All right. Awesome. And once again, go to underdog.com, sign up today, and you can get your money back up to 100%. They will match it if you type in the code TSS. All right, guys, it is time for the fantasy.
Brad? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> guys so our first question is fancy feud style so when you have the answer just shout it out and we will roll with it from there whoever gets the first answer right will get control of the board so the first question is is i need the top five guys in receiving yards for the dallas cowboys all All right i think ricky said jason winton right we talking just receiving yards or receivers position wise or no yeah I'm just saying receiving yards like top five rankings all time receiving yards yeah I'll say Witten okay so Jason Witten is number one boom caught him out through five Michael Irvin. Oh. Hey. I didn't. Are we just going or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got control of the board, so you just continue off. Drew Pearson has to be up there. All right, Drew Pearson is number four. You need number three and number five. Number five, you're looking for number three. That's probably before my time. Um, hmm. uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, if yeah. you don't know, then we are going to pass it on to Mario for the steal. Did all the work for you, Mario. You got one for me. Man, I just got one more to go. And it's the number three ranked. It's the number three. Correct. So yes, Whitney sir. Was one. Urban was two. Urban was two. Yep. Pearson was four. And Dez, Dez was five. Was five. Number three in Cowboys history. Bob Hayes wasn't one of them. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Um, shoot, man. <laughs> is it the is it the other Pearson, Preston Pearson? 
never heard someone say so many wrong things one after the other consecutively in a row that is incorrect it was mr troy hill ah troy hill yes sir all right ricky that means that you have one point we're only doing three this time so you are one up on mario all right um this next question is most passing touchdowns for the for the Dallas Cowboys. Roger Staubach. Say who said it first? <laughs> you said Dak Prescott. Ricky, do you have? A, oh, do you have? A, I thought it was, I'm sorry. I thought it was a single season. I said Roger oh, Staubach. No, you're you're good. You're good. Um, all right. So Tony Romo was number one, but I do think that you know. Dak Prescott, Mario got it first. So I'm going to give it to you. Dak Prescott was number five. So we are going to go two, three, and four. Fill in the blanks, Mario. You got three chances. All right. So number one, Tony Romo. Prescott's number five, right? Yes, sir. Um, Starbucks got to be up there. Indeed. Hold on one second. Let me get this correct thing. For show, for show. Aikman's got to be up there. All right. Aikman's up. And Looking for the number three on passing touchdowns. Let's go uh, Danny White. Oh! Oh! Oh my goodness, he came from behind. He tied it up. We are one apiece. <laughs> All right, guys. It's going to be a final one. Let's see. Let's see a good one. Ooh. You know what? Let's do it. Hold on one second, guys. Um, let's go with... Eh, this might be one you guys know because, you know, he's like... Probably one of the you have like one of the greatest running back stables of all time, right? So let's go with rushing touchdowns. Who can say it first? (laughs) (laughs) I think Ricky got that one. (laughs) Place for me, Ricky. Uh, let's say uh, Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett is number two. Mm. I want to say Zeke's up there. Let's say Zeke. Zeke is up there at number three. Mm. Starts getting starts getting to be four my time now. It's four and five. Four and five. Oh, four and five. Yep. You got all the easy ones. <laughs> Let's go with per- Perkins. Perkins is number Mr. Don Perkins is number five. Congratulations. That was a good one. It's number five. I don't don't know if I can get this last one. Think you got it. Number four I need. It's number four, yep. Is DeMarco Murray on there? Try not. Ooh, the, the first one. It's older, then. Got two more, man. You got it. Oh, man. Um, so older than DeMarco Murray. 
Calvin Hill. Nice. Then last last one. I think I'm gonna have to pass it over. I don't, I, don't, I can't get there. Oh! Oh hell no! Oh. <laughs> All you know, right, <laughs> for the win. Can you tell me how many touchdowns number five had on person? <laughs> uh, you know what? Why not? Because. I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. Um, yes, he had 47 rushing touchdowns. 47. Man. <laughs> my my fellow Cowboys fans are going to kill me because I cannot remember his name. I can see him in my head. He wore number 44 and he had goggles. And I cannot remember his name. Uh I can't remember his name. All right. You're going to get the buzz. (laughs) (laughs) May he rest in peace, Marion Barber, with 47 touchdowns. Whoa, no way. I was going to say it, too. Wow. I was going to say rest in peace, Marion Barber. Wow. I did not think he had that many. Yes, sir. I mean, Cowboy legend. I mean, and fantasy football legend, too. I remember he helped my team quite a bit in fantasy football. May he rest in peace. And for you, Ricky, congratulations. You are the winner. Thank you. And Chuck Norris approves. And for you, Mario, you are... nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. (laughs) Oh, thank you guys for indulging in some fantasy trivia. Uh, We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we will be back to do the main event, which is fantasy football talk on all these Dallas Cowboys. Are you feeling stressed out because you're not achieving your personal goals in life? You're not alone. And like most, it's time to make a change before the inevitable. It's time to call in the coach. Vision, coaching, and consulting because every champion has a coach. Our proven coaching methods have been in place for over 20 years and have helped professionals just like you achieve more than ever thought possible. We will partner with you and be there to ensure your goals are met. Our coaches will assist you in formulating a plan to achieve your goals. At Vision Coaching and Consulting, we offer business coaching, life coaching, and consulting services to get you back on track to meet those personal goals. And our virtual appointments make it easy to connect to a coach at any time you need them. Stop by and visit us today online at coachingandleading.org or you can follow us on any of our social media platforms by our handle, Coach, lead, win. Vision, coaching, and consulting. Because every champion has a coach. It is that time of this show where we start talking about the fantasy replicate or reper- uh, repercussions of these players. And we're just going to start in with this intro on the rankings. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And much like SpongeBob, I am ready. (laughs) So let's go. Let's get in with it. Let's start with the best you guys have to offer, Dak Prescott. He's going right now at QB9. Um, Are you guys big uh, fantasy guys to start off with? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, definitely. Awesome. So what do you guys feel about him going RB9? Or or QB9. QB9. One thing that, yeah, exactly, RB9. He doesn't run enough. (laughs) 
but QB9. So last year, a lot of people started to think he was going to have a hiccup after he had his injury. I believe it was week six. And then we had to suffer through a little bit of a, what was it, Ben DiNucci? Um, so we, we was it? Man, you're just Ben Danucci, man. I just, oh. You weren't the Danuch? You weren't on the Danuch train? <laughs> but anyway, so this guy actually, he came back from his injury and was QB4 the rest of the season. From week 9 to week 18, he was QB4. So he got so much better because he was only QB10 from week 1 to week 6. So you look at that spread and you're like, okay. So this guy got a lot better, and you can see it in the stats. He broke the record for a single-season touchdowns or passing touchdowns with the Cowboys last year for the Cowboys. So when I look at it, I'm like, okay, you have him at QB9. Who's ahead of him right now? So pulling up this list, we have Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Jackson, Murray, Burrow, Hurts, Brady. Those are the eight guys that are ahead of him. The one guy that I look at that I'm like, okay, you know what? You don't belong there. Can you guys guess who it is? I'm going to say you're going with Jalen Hurts. You're damn straight I'm going with Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, again, I, I think he, he's a good fantasy quarterback. He's not, he hasn't been the greatest quarterback for the Eagles team. He runs. He's, he, he's a, he's a runner. And he, he can score like that. That's why same reason with Lamar Jackson. I'm not putting him ahead of Dak, but mm-hmm. as a rush, uh, as a rusher as well in fantasy, that's why he's up there. Josh Allen, again, he, he's, a, he's also a great quarterback as well, though, but he runs. And, uh, so it really doesn't bother me with him being QB nine, uh, Dak being QB nine. Cause, but I think this year you're going to see more of him running. I think a year away from the injury. Yeah, and I think it's going to be back to him running more. I think he's going to have that confidence back. He, uh, towards the end of last year, he started running a little bit more. So I, th- I think he's going to, um, I think he's going to start running and score a couple touchdowns uh, with his legs this year. So, yeah, and I, I'm sure everybody would love to see that. My thing is, what what is the problem with a pocket passer? Because last year we had number two and number or number three and number five in the top five were pocket passers, Tom Brady and Matt Stafford. These are the guys that, you know, they have all the weapons. They can make the touchdowns. They know where to throw the ball in the red zone. They don't throw it to the other team. That's what Dak does. And that's what I, I, I'm looking at number nine and I'm looking, do I want to go with somebody who I know is in a really good offense, knows how to utilize a really good offense? Or do I want to go with kind of like a risk factor because Jalen Hurts, and I don't mean to get on the, you know, Jalen Hurts destroy the hype train over here, but, you know, he had a lot of things going for him. One, he played a lot of garbage time. Two, his running back scored zero touchdowns last year. That's not going to happen. Like, they're going to use somebody in the red zone other than Jalen Hurts to take away some of those touchdowns. He only scored 16 touchdowns with his arm. I'm, I'm looking at this, I'm like, you're, you're giving a little bit of more disrespect to Dak than you are giving respect to Hurts at this point because, you know, you're looking at a guy who legitimately could be a top five quarterback for the next five to ten years over a guy who might be out of the league in two or three. I don't know, Mario, how are you feeling about Dak being at number nine? Well, um, I think that's his floor, definitely. So if you look back to when Prescott came into the league, uh, his first three seasons, he had, I want to say, with six rushing touchdowns per season. And in the past three years, he only has, like, seven total, I think. So, of course, last year, I think they were being cautious with his injury from 2020. Um, of course. I don't know if they're going to continue being cautious or if, like Ricky says, he's going to run more this upcoming season. And And really, when Dak was rushing – it was almost like they were design runs. They, they were zone reads that they were running with Zeke. And they really got away from that last season. And going back to what you said about him um, being quarterback four after week six, I think that had a lot to do with Zeke's injury because the Cowboys could not run the ball after that New England game. So right. it, it, the offense rested on, on Dak's arm. And as for fantasy – that would be great if that would happen again this season. But as real Cowboys fans, 
we do not want Dak Prescott throwing the ball 45, 50 times a game, right? We we want the running game to get back on track, especially with our first-round pick, Tyler Smith, coming in, um, the development of, of Terrence Steele. Hopefully Tyron comes back healthy. Zach Martin, the president, you know, he's up there, uh, one of the best guards in the league. So Prescott, I think is, I think nine, he's probably appropriately ranked after what we saw from him last season. He's good in the red zone. He doesn't throw interceptions. So nine is good for his floor. But if, like Ricky says, he gets the rushing uh, attack back this season, um, I think he can really jump up in, into the top five, Justin. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think you said it best. That's his floor, right? Like being a top 10 quarterback is, you know, where he should be, where he should be conversation wise. And then the rest is just house money. You know, if he goes top five and you draft him as QB nine, that's house money right there. You know, you just made lucky land casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. A lot off of, you know, a pick that may have been like a seventh round pick and a single QB and maybe you know, a third round pick and a double, or it probably won't be a third round pick. It'd be a two, be a second round pick and a double. But, um, you know, let's, let's move on to Zeke because Zeke is an interesting case here. He is currently RB 19. Um, I just kind of want to get your guys perspective. Are you going all in on Zeke this year? As far as like a redraft perspective, because he's maybe got that one year left. I mean, you know, they have to pay him for, I think, at least another two years as far as the contract goes. I mean, because the dead cap, I think, goes down to $13 million next year because it's, it's outrageous right now. It's I think it's like around 23 to $26 million. But it goes down to thirteen, and then it gets very reasonable after that. Um, yeah, are you guys just in on him this year? He seems like, you know, he's healthy. Camp reports have come out. He looks good. He feels good. Are you buying into it, or are you just saying, "Oh, that's what every beat reporter or coach wants to say about their team at the time"? Let's start with you. This I I think nineteen's too low for Zeke. Um, I don't understand the Cowboys' refusal to give Pollard more touches because the offense is explosive when he's mm-hmm. in there. Um, he averages more yards per carry. He just the eye test. He just he looks faster. He looks more explosive than Zeke does. And this is no longer a one running back league. So, but if you look at the history of the Cowboys with their running backs, probably most recent with um, DeMarco Murray going into final couple years of the contract, you know, he was getting almost 400 carries. So, Zeke's, Zeke's got to justify that contract they gave him, and I think that has a lot to do with the way he was utilized last season. Season, Even though he was injured, they didn't lighten his load. They kept giving him the ball because yeah. the, the ego of the Cowboys' front office, right, they have to justify, we gave him this money, we're going to use him. It doesn't matter if he's hurt. It doesn't matter if we have a more explosive back behind him. Zeke's going to get the ball. So, so 19 is way too low for me just based on that fact that you know the Cowboys are going to feed him the ball. Yeah, they, they can't uh, let $23 million sit on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, are, are you echoing that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely think it's too low. Um, I do think there's going to be more Pollard this year, uh, so I think that might be a, a big reason. I think it's also because of the injury last year, you know, they have to blow everything out of proportion with that stuff. 
Um, I think they're going to try getting back to running the ball, though. I think there's going to be a lot more sets with both Pollard and Zeke in the game at once. Uh, at least I'm hoping. Um, Kellen Moore can get creative at times. Uh, Zeke Zeke's contract, as a, I want to not defend in a sense, but he's the probably the best blocking running back in the league. And if if he even with him hurt, if he didn't block the way he blocked, he probably wouldn't have played as much last year. Contract or no contract, his blocking is why he played so much. You know, if he's in the game, he's either getting the ball or he's blocking. Tony Pollard is most likely getting the ball if he's in there. So it's a disguise type thing. Um, so I think that's where a, a lot of his money he earned came from as well as blocking. Um, especially with our offensive line last year, it's uh, we needed help blocking. He was a huge piece to keep Dak off the ground was Zeke blocking. He picked up a lot of blitzes picked up a lot of top linebackers coming in and ready to kill Dak and he, he stopped them, you know? So that that's where uh, a lot of his uh, contract I think comes from. Um, I think he's going to get back on track a little bit this year. Also, depending on what Pollard brings, Pollard can, uh, like Mario said, he's, he's more explosive, you know, uh, Zeke's a more patient back. He, he wants the hole to develop and then he's going to hit it. Pollard, he'll just burst right through, and that's what he's the shifty quick back. So I, I think they're a very good complement together, fantasy wise. I think Zeke's the better option because of touchdowns. He's yeah. he's going to be the guy getting the ball inside the five yard line, ten yard line or so, and he's he's going to be that guy. Um, so yeah, nineteen's too low. I th- I don't know what that's all about really. But uh, I, I see why the drop as well, but 19 is too low. So, I mean, I think I think it's got to be aging out. We always kind of seem like to have this idea in the community that there's a certain level in which you reach, whether it's age or like amount of years that you get a full workload where you just kind of age out and people start to throw you to the side. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, you could still get like, points out of those guys. DeMarco Murray went on that be relatively good in his later years, you know, when he went to Tennessee and Philadelphia. So, you know, there's definitely, you know, some juice to still squill or still squeeze out of uh, Zeke. Uh, I just want to talk on this because you guys bring up a good point about Tony Pollard right now. He's sitting at 34. You got Melvin Gordon, Rashad Penny, Cordero Patterson, and Chase Edmonds around him. So you kind of got that hand high end handcuff, low-end wide or low-end uh, running back twos near him. Are you liking where he's going? And if, you know, push comes to shove and you're in that situation and those top five, are you going to pick Tony Pollard out of that list? Uh, it, it was, it was, I'm going first. Uh, do you want me to say the list again? No, no, I, I, pr- okay. I probably am, honestly. Not just being a Cowboys fan, Um I, I like Javante Williams more than Melvin Gordon this year. Um, I, I, I think uh, as a receiver, depending on the type of league you're in, I, I know I do a PPR league. So I think Pollard's going to be used, especially early on with Gallup out, I think he's going to be used as a receiver a lot more. Um, so I actually really do like uh, Pollard probably more than those guys. Melvin's uh, not too much of a receiving back. Um, who else did you mention? Chase Edmonds, Kent. He also can do uh, that type of stuff. Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson's uh, definitely – I would probably take Patterson more so um, than Pollard uh, because he kind of just does it all. Um, And he's also a a main focal with Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, though, yeah, I'm definitely – I probably would take Pollard because, like I said, I think they're going to use him a lot more this year. Um, Knowing how they operate, though – they probably will. It's his contract year. They'll use him. He'll do great. They'll he'll sign a big contract somewhere else, and Dallas will get their comp picks because that's all they care about. So, <laughs> <laughs> on to the next first rounders. round running back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so w- one last thing before we get out of here, I want you guys to kind of give me one guy to look out for in like the draft that you guys are thinking is going to explode this year. 
Um, we'll start off with you this time, Mario. Tell me somebody who you're looking at in this Dallas rotation who you think is just going to have a big year. So there's a couple to choose from, but I, I, I'm going to go CeeDee Lamb. I mean, he he okay. is the Cowboys wide receiver one now. He's really going to have to live up to that 88 with Amari Cooper being shipped out um, and Gallup missing, you know, the first maybe four or five, six weeks of the season. We're not sure yet. Um, right. Dak's really going to look his way, especially in what's likely to be shootouts, you know, in in these early games with the, with the Bucks and the Bengals and the Rams. Um, CD's going to have to step up. Um, I think he will. Um, he's he's going to have a great season. Um, another one to look at right behind him is Dalton Schultz. Um, there are a lot of vacated targets with Cooper gone, Cedric Wilson gone, Gallup being hurt. Um, I'm not very confident that the Cowboys are going to involve Pollard that much more in the passing game because I just I just don't think Kellen Moore um, can scheme it up that way. Um, so Dalton, he's really good in that intermediate range. You know, third and six, Dak looks for him. He's kind of a safety valve for him, which I think is um, – I think he's going to end up signing a long-term contract uh, when it's all said and done and with a lot of word uh, from Dak because uh, he really likes him and, and he likes the way he sits in the zone in that six to eight yard range. So those are the top two for me. Lamb, I, I think Lamb and Schultz are really going to elevate from where they were uh, the past couple of seasons in fantasy. Yeah, he's kind of been that perfect transition from the Jason Witten years. Like he reminds us a lot of what Jason Witten did, except Not for the blocking. He could be a better blocker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's good uh, at blocking on Twitter because he blocked me and a whole bunch of other people. that's hilarious (laughs) uh ricky how about you man who are you looking forward to drafting and uh on uh fantasy uh to be honest those two guys uh cd lamb is definitely a guy uh they, they made him 88 for a reason they're gonna give him the ball uh amari's gone because of him they they wanted uh he he's the guy in Dallas now. He's the eighty-eight. He's the, he's gonna probably get ten to fifteen targets a game. Uh, they might use him as like a Debo Samuel type role, uh, more so. I think he might get some jet sweeps and some handoffs and kind of do everything. Uh, and then Schultz was a, definitely a, a big guy up on my list as well. I'm hoping he's there. Uh, he's not nothing flashy, like you said. He's like a Jason Witten type, um, but he's uh, reliable for Dak. He catches the ball. He's safe. He scores touchdowns. Um, so I like both of them. There's a third guy, and he's a rookie this year. Um, uh, I know who you're talking about. I love him too. <laughs> Galen Tolbert. Uh, yeah. I, I'm kind of. I, I like the kid. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be something. I think we're gonna use him pretty early on. And um, I, I kind of I, I like the pick, so I, I'm excited to see how he is. But it's definitely somebody I'll be drafting later on in the draft that most people aren't going to know about. So, well, Ricky, if we're ever in a draft together, uh, you won't walk away with Jalen Tolbert because he's <laughs> one guy I'm happy to pick up on. All right, I, uh, maybe I'll take I, him around earlier. <laughs> I'm gonna make you take him in the tenth round. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, guys, it's been a magnificent show, and thank you so much for coming on and talking Dallas. I know Dallas fans are some of the most passionate fans out there. It really shows you guys are very knowledgeable, and, you know, you helped out the fantasy community today because you told them little secrets, and Ricky kind of told my little secret away, too. <laughs> Jalen's over. <laughs> but anyways, guys, uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, you know, and uh, – just tell us what you're uh, doing in the community. Tell us uh, your shows. Yeah, this is your plug. Uh, start out with you first, Ricky. Uh, honestly, not too much. You know, I, I've had this Twitter account for almost 10 years now. It's something I just uh, decided to do as a kid in high school that was a huge fan, and it kind of ends up growing. And, uh, again, I'm just a huge Cowboys fan, so – I made the Twitter and uh, I actually, when I was a senior, Des Bryant followed me on there and everything and kind of made, made a, made a, 
my my night and everything. I woke up in the morning and he, he followed me and stuff. So it's kind of just something that I grew. Uh, I would like to definitely use it more and whatnot and kind of get included in things such as this. Uh, this is definitely fun. And But, yeah, so you can give me a follow, Dallas Cowboys TN it's for team news. I like to use it more so a lot during the season and tweet during the games, interact with people and whatnot and everything. So, yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And we're definitely going to be bringing on um, people for rivalry weeks and stuff like that. So we'll definitely be bringing you both on, you know, maybe like Thanksgiving game or something like that. You can sneak away and you can talk about, talk shit to Giants fans. Um, (laughs) That's always fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Mario, this is your plug, man. Give us what you got. Uh, Well, I I actually just started being active on Twitter um, last year around March. And, um, my Twitter is specifically for Dallas Cowboys football, fantasy football. Uh, I was doing a little bit of writing. That's kind of slowed down. Um, life kind of came at me a little fast. Uh, but actually right now I'm, I'm part of a podcast with, with a few other guys talking boys with the boys uh, with Adam Y, Mark D, and uh, Dreezy. And um, we uh, right now we just finished season one of our podcast. And season two is going to be starting up pretty soon. We're on all major platforms. Um, it really is a, our podcast really is different from from others. Uh, we talk Cowboys football. We're free with our thoughts. We don't always all agree on on everything. Um, we bump heads a little bit, but hey, it, it makes it fun. It makes for good conversation. And uh, we have a, a segment that I haven't really heard anywhere else. It's a get to culture segment for Hispanics. Um, so we take a few minutes um off every podcast to to talk about talk about our culture and uh how it relates to others so um if you guys get a chance you can you can uh subscribe to our podcast talking boys with the boys oh yeah we will totally do that um i mean it's and that's the best podcast is when you have disagreements and stuff because like you said it makes it a little more interesting right talking boys with the boys uh check them out and as always guys Thank you for tuning in and have a wonderful Friday night. We're on a mission. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.